Special guest on the show today, business owner, stay ahead, Navante, man, how you doing? I'm doing well, I am doing well, nice to meet y'all, nice to meet y'all. So man, we're gonna start from the beginning, man, tell the people where you're from and how you how old are you. So I'm actually born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, and I am 27 years old, or 27 years young. Yes, correct. So, um, you know, describe the upbringing in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, for anybody that hasn't been here, kind of describe, you know, how it is, like, everyday African-American kid growing up in Kentucky, some of the struggles you have to endure, you know, growing up with your parents and things like that. Uh, so I would definitely say, like, Louisville is definitely kind of like, it's a, little, it's a little slow compared to everything else that uh, goes on in the city. We're kind of a small town. Um, and I feel like people here, um, we are more like in tune of what we see on social media. And social media displays like places like LA, New York, Atlanta, all these big cities that's, uh, that everything is popping. And we kind of like try to uh, recreate that here, but we don't have, um, we don't have the resources that all these other cities have. So it actually kind of makes it a bit harder for us to accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish because of the city. Me, for an example, um, growing up, you know, it was, you know, everything is kind of like structure for us to, you know, get a job, you know, pay the bills, and we're kind of like stuck in this loop of like where we're meant to get by but not get ahead. And that's why I started my brand instead because I wanted to get literally ahead and not just be stagnant on just working just to live. Um, so with doing that, you know, when I started my business, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to go big to the point where I would be able to move and see what I see on social media and live out those dreams throughout these other cities. Um, and I wanted to actually start in Louisville and I feel like that when I, when I did it, you know, I wanted to, like I said, exceed all of the, the limitations and just make the impossible possible. And I feel like that if I uh, did that here in this small town, I feel like that I could accomplish it in even bigger city. You know, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take a y'all was gonna be caught in that in that same that same loop, you know, of just of working, you know, have kids, take care of your kids, just, the system is not is not made for us to excel and become millionaires you know it's just enough for us to have a salary and to stay where we are as working people you know we're not really made to be like bosses and big entrepreneurs and big rich people you know so that wasn't in our cars we have to take that that extra uh, step and take the extra mile to achieve those goals. Did you grow up in a two-parent household and siblings? So actually, my mom and dad was actually separated. Uh, I lived with my mom and I visited my dad on the weekends. Um, and I had, uh, actually, my two oldest sisters, they were actually grown, and I was the baby. So I actually stayed in the house by myself. And I actually had uh, foster brothers and sisters. My mom adopted uh, three children. I had a brother and two sisters, so it was 
four of us. And, uh, you know, it gave me, it actually just gave me some time to like create like a family, you know, and when I was, when I was kind of like lonely and I didn't really have it when I, you know, I had like my brothers and sisters, which were my foster brothers and sisters, but we end up just getting real close and it helped me growing up. And it made me realize that, you know, I wanted to start something to, um, to motivate them because when I was young and when they came in, I guess they kind of looked as if I had everything and they did it. And when I, in my mind, I said, when I grow up, you know, I want to create something for myself. I don't want people to think that, you know, anything was given or handed to, you know, I wanted to start something and, and say that, hey, I did this all by myself. So if there ever was like, uh, foster kids now and that are going through the same thing that they went through, you know, it just gives them hope and motivation to say that, hey, you know, even go, even though I'm going through a situation when I become an adult, I can still make my own decisions and become anything I want. Uh, describe some type of activities you was in uh, as a kid when you, uh, you play sports or were you into like any extracurricular activities? It's actually funny that you asked that. Um, I wrestle and um, when people ask me, they used to ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I used to tell them I wanted to be a singer. I do sing. Um, and that was that was my passion, singing. Never in a million years would I thought that I would have a program. Um, yeah. Uh, I used to like arts and crafts, but never in a million years would I thought I would be doing clothes. Um, it just happened to happen. But growing up, you know, I like, I like to just do, like, I guess play video games. You know, I, like I, I, I didn't really like sports at all. The only sports I did was um, was wrestling. I'm so uncoordinated. I can't play any sport that includes any type of uh, ball. So football, basketball, I'm terrible. Um, but I also was just I had a, a good mind, and I wanted to like use that and different stuff. I've always been a guy to observe and to think. Uh, really clearly. So I, I thought about really doing the debate team. I never got to do it, but I've always wanted to do the debate team. My mind is crazy. <laughs> Did you have anybody in your family uh, or close to you, like close friends or relatives that was involved with any type of business or entrepreneur thing that you looked up to or were you the first one to take that from? So actually, believe it or not, uh, my grandmother she was the owner of Little Kings and Queens uh, Development Child Care Center. And it was actually the most uh, successful and biggest daycare chain in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I think actually in the, in the, in the state. Um, and she was very successful and it motivated me. I didn't know what I was going to do. I know I couldn't do daycare, but I know I wanted to do something, you know, to be just like my grandmother. And like now... My auntie um, is following after her her steps, and she now has her own uh, daycare facility. Um, and outside of that, I'm the next person in my family that uh, runs my own business outside of my family. Okay. Uh, what year and month did you actually start at State? So I actually started in 2016. If you notice on some of our clothes, we always use the number 16, but people always ask why. That is the year that we started. 
and we started, uh, I think, August. I was working at a warehouse, um, and I just remember working at a warehouse, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start my own, my own uh, company. And I quit, and it was right in the fall time when I quit. And that was the month that we first did it. August of 2016. You know, when you um, start something, you have to build confidence in it to know you can really pursue it. When was that moment for you when you started staying there and you was like, you know, this could be something big that you can have the confidence to just keep pushing and keep investing into it? So, actually, when I first started, I was, I had very low confidence because, you know, I had invested so much money and I wasn't even making my money back at that point. So I had failed numerous times before I began to succeed. Um, and then what kept me going and like basically like what kept me motivated and gave me that confidence was as the years went on I would keep trying, I would keep trying, I would keep trying and people would always come to me and ask me like, oh my God, where's your clothes at? You know, I like those clothes and I would bump into people who didn't even know who I was and they would be wearing my stuff and I'd be like, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, I just, I just made that. You know, at the, at the time I was, I was hand making stuff, you know, and people were buying it and they had no clue who I was and it was like, wow. I was like, what if one day I made all of these clothes and all this stuff and had all these people wearing it and they didn't even know what I mean. I said, I'd be rich. It's like, oh my God. And it, and you know, that just built up my confidence to know that people love my clothes outside of me, you know, and I was I was creating something that people really liked. And it just made me feel good and just made me want to keep going. When you first dropped Stay Ahead and you people knew that you was taking it serious and you started selling clothes, how did the city embrace you running the time? You know, when you first start getting support from people, that's like the honeymoon phase of anything that you're involved in. You know, when you first start making money, People saw wearing your stuff and things like that. So how did the city embrace you when they knew that you was a brand in the city? So when I first started, you know, people, you know, they just wanted to support, you know, when they see a black man doing something positive. But there was a little controversy going on because, you know, some people felt that my prices were a little high. And, you know, I was like, okay, if my prices are high, you know, I wanted to uh, I wanted people to feel like that they're getting their money's worth. So I started to do my research and I started to specialize in my quality. So I began to find the best of the best fabrics and the best of the best quality of everything. And I put certain prices on them and people went from his stuff is too high to his clothes are worth it. And you know, they started buying my clothes and everybody loved it and the word got around. You know, you go next door and buy Nike and you know, their sweatsuits might deteriorate before ours do. So once people started knowing that, people exclusively came to me just for my sweatsuits and my material. Um, what's the typical price range for like an average shirt, sweatsuit, things like that? So I try to keep, uh, it's a little pricey, but it's still reasonable. Um, our t-shirts average from 40 to $50. Our sweatsuits average from 150 to 160. Um, and everything as far as like our, sh our short sets and summer sets are probably like around 120 Okay. Yeah, I try to keep everything in a familiar uh, price range. So that way everything is just kind of like 
stagnant or what people come in here and expect to pay for anything to visit. Uh, I was thinking about all the local businesses around here. Since you've been open, have you had any local politicians uh, such as the mayor or you know city council or anybody like that recognize you as far as you know you being a staple in the community, things like that? I haven't had anyone as far as like uh, politically wise, but I did have um, the pastor from St. Stephen's uh, reach out to me and they wanted me to participate in some of the activities and events that they were uh, hosting. Uh, but as far as that, that's really pretty much it when I think of like big, you know, influential people uh, that I got recognized from. Uh, what is your short and long term goals as far as your business, where, where you want to take uh, stay here? Uh, so like right now, like by this being our first store, I eventually want to open up another store. I want to try Atlanta, uh, maybe Houston, and and then at that point, just wherever we can go at that point. Uh, I want to be able to make, um, <laughs> I know this may sound crazy, but I want to be able to make a million dollars a month. Uh, I feel like it's possible. Um, it's possible. It's possible. I want to be crazy rich. Oh, yeah. Well, when you, when Stay Ahead was up and moving, you year two down the line, when did you uh, know, when did you catch that break to where you started making profit versus, you know, all the money that you invested in at the beginning? Oh, um, I don't think I started seeing a profit from Stay Ahead until like my, my third year, maybe. Open. Yeah, I was just, it was literally, I was investing money and it went from not making the money back to investing to making my money back to investing to making just some money back. And then it went from investing to making double to making triple. Okay. So, you know, that's where we're at now. And you know, a lot of people would get discouraged because, you know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, whether it's a clothing line of business, whatever you got a passion for, you have to, to a certain extent, be willing to do what you have a passion for, for free until it starts to make you money. Like, you have to really be able to take a loss and invest in it. A lot of people are not willing to invest in themselves take losses and you know I think that's what makes it uh bittersweet in the uh, in the end when you remember where you started and you know you start to make money and you're like dang I remember when you know I was starting and I was thinking about quitting and then you know now you look at yourself now and you're like wow like this is really like an everyday thing like you know I'm making money every day you know yeah I had I mean it just—it's so surreal to me, you know. I never in a million years thought that I would—I would be here, you know. And it just—it's it just determination. I've stopped staying. I've stopped uh, doing stay ahead numerous times. I had to take breaks, you know, and make enough money to come back to it and try to get it started again. But it's definitely been a—definitely been a, a journey. I would say it's been a journey. How do you want people to perceive you? Uh, I just want them to perceive me as a very positive and creative person. 
Um, I'm very outgoing. I'm very outspoken, and I'm just I'm just me, and I'm myself. And when people come into Steadhead, you know, you get a chance to come to her, and you get to be yourself, and you get to wear what makes you feel comfortable. Um, you know, everything is not you know gender bias. You know, everything is unisex. So it's just you come in here and you feel good, you look good, and. That's really all it does. The rest of 2022, beginning of 2023, just kind of names and things you got coming for Steadhead that people should look out for. So, I want y'all to look out for stack jeans we got coming. We've never done jeans before, so we have those first time ever. Uh, we do have our first time ever crop varsity jackets coming. We've never done that. Uh, we also have our new sweatsuits coming that, um, that we're famous for. And instead of the pullover, we're doing zip-ups now. Never have we ever done zip-ups in the six years that we have been selling slicks. Mm-hmm. So, first time ever will be this year, 2022. We're going to see how it goes. Okay, do you have an estimate time frame on when those are going to drop? Everything will be here um, for Black Friday. Okay. On or before Black Friday. Okay. So, yes. So, make sure y'all come and check me out. You know what I'm saying? We will be having a 50% off sale on all of our summer stuff. So, when y'all ready, I'll be here. You know, uh, when you become successful and things like that, when you get to a certain level in life, you start to think about, you know, the journey, where you came from, and things like that. Just kind of explain some things that you do out of kindness of your heart for the community as far as giving back. So I will sometimes have people come in here and when they tell me that it is their birthday, I always want to give them something free. I've always been a person that likes to give and recognize people on their special day. Uh, so most of the time people come here and they're looking for outfits, um, like maybe for their birthday, even some people that are in the military. I always like to offer something of what we carry to, you know, to give them some recognition and make them feel as far as like the community, I haven't really branched out as much as I'd like to because I'm trying to build up stay here to the point where uh, we can do something really nice and donate to some maybe a nonprofit organization. Uh, speaking of nonprofit organization, I've had a, a group of kids come in here and they were probably young prodigies, and we had them in all stay ahead and they do a gospel rap. And they performed in all of our gear, and um, they inspired a lot of people, and they sent it out a positive message while doing So, all right, man. So, uh, closing remarks. Anything that you want to let the um, Louisville community know about Stay Ahead that I haven't touched, and uh, things you got to come and let people know how to find you on social media, things like that. So, we also have a website. It's www.stayaheadcollections.com. We also have it on our Instagram, which is Stay Ahead Collection. And just a fun fact, we are the first black-owned local clothing line to ever be in Jefferson Mall. Um, and I'm only 27, and I feel like I'm the youngest at this point to do it. Um, but I just want you guys to come and get in touch with the brand and come and support and uh, come see me. Come see me.
wraps up another episode of the Eric J. Debris podcast. We got a stay ahead episode with owner Levante, man. Everybody check out what he has going on. It's a real staple in the community at Louisville. If you come to Louisville, go to any club in Louisville or any bar or any type of day party, you live will see at least 10 to 20% of the crowd with some type of stay ahead stuff on, you know, so it's just a real staple in the community. He's doing a lot of good things here. Anybody inside the community or outside the uh, state of Kentucky or outside the city of Louisville come support what he has going on and support our own, support black-owned businesses. Uh, appreciate all my supporters. We almost had 2,500 subscribers on YouTube and uh, we almost had uh, 2,000 on Spotify. So I appreciate everybody that's been supporting the podcast and be on the lookout for the uh, the Reds to Shine interview that drops on November 7th uh, at 12 o'clock. And um, be on the lookout. I got another big guest um, in the works. So I appreciate everybody that been supporting. And uh, everybody, uh, stay tuned to what's coming, man. And uh, stay ahead and get left behind, man. That's right. That's right. That's right.